Thanks so much for joining us today. We would love to know how this ministry is impacting your life. Please take a moment and email us at mystory@cowboyjunctionchurch.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can visit our website at cowboyjunctionchurch.com and click Give. Thanks again for joining us. We hope you enjoy the message today. Thank y'all so much. Good morning. Hey, 10 o'clock. What's up? (laughs) I'm so excited. This is so fun. I love it. Um, June comes around. Last year, we started this, it was last year, about staff takeover in June, and um, it was my first time to teach last year, and I'm telling you, it was like I caught a bug, and it was so much fun, and I wanted to do it again, and then it came up again. I was like, no, I'm not ready. We can't do it yet. <laughs> and, uh, but I, we have incredible pastors and leaders that just push us forward and champion us, and I'm such a product of their leadership and their love, and can we just give it up for our pastors real quick? Ty and Heather Bean. Guys are amazing. I love it. I want to welcome our online community today. If you're streaming with us or if you're watching later on, um, welcome. You're part of this conversation today. You're part of this family. You're part of this house. And I know God has a specific word for you. So I pray you can lean in to what we're talking about and feel a part of this family. Amen. Amen. I believe God has a word today for every person that calls himself a believer. And those in this room who are going to decide to be believers today, I believe he has got something very specific for every single one of us, not just um, the young, not just the old, not just the ones who have been saved a long time or the ones who have just been saved. We are about to be woken up in Jesus' name. He's going to awaken some things in our hearts. So I'm going to pray for you before we get started. And what I like to do when I pray is um, have you put your hand on your heart. And I saw this a several year, couple years ago. I don't, maybe it was a year ago. Who knows? Um, but someone was talking about how when we do a physical expression, we're making an internal decision. And I really believe this. So when you put your hand on your heart, we're going to make some room for the Lord to come in and speak today. We're going to make some room for him to come in and plant a seed in the garden of our heart, in the soil of our heart today. Amen? So, Father, we just thank you for every heart in this room represented, every family in this room represented, God. You have a specific word. You have a specific truth for every single one of them. So, God, we make room for you. We lay aside distractions. We just lay them down at your feet. We just surrender our attention to you and say, come. And do what only you can do, God. We love you and we welcome you. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. Amen. I love it. So I encourage you today to take some notes. If you're able, if you're willing, I think it's going to be good for you. Stretch you out a little bit, maybe. Um, Write down something that God's speaking to you. Write down something that catches your attention, maybe a scripture or a phrase. And uh, just hold on to it, because today is going to be a new day for you and your spiritual walk with God. Amen? I love it. So we're going to be teaching out of Ephesians today. We're talking about chapter 1, and it's verses 17 through 23. Now, this is a big chunk of scripture, okay? And it's a run-on sentence. If you are a teacher in 
in this room, you will sympathize with me as I read the scripture in full because I have to breathe a lot. There's not a whole lot of periods. So um, just bear with me. But this scripture is so powerful. It, it totally encompasses everything we're going to talk about. And I want you to hang in there with me. We're going to break it down. I know it's a lot right now, but don't worry. We're going we're gonna to walk it through. So verse 17, we start. And it says, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. We could stop right there, honestly. That's so good. 18 says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people and his incomparably great power for us who believe that the power that that power this is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms far above all rule and authority power and dominion and every name that is invoked not only in the present age but also in the one to come and God placed all things under his feet, talking about Jesus, and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. Woo! Come on now. It's good stuff. Run on sentence of awesomeness is, is just what it is. It's amazing. So, um, uh, just a little bit of background on this. I we had a our daughter's birthday party recently. She just turned four. Her name is Maylee, and um, it was it was fun. It was fun times. Um, I'm a party person. I love a party. I love party people. We're party people. This is what we do. We throw parties. Um, we love to hang out. We love to invite all our friends, and that's what Maylee wanted for her birthday this year was a party with all of her people. And so we did it. We did another party, and we did it at the park. And we had kites, and we had bubbles, and we had cake. And we had presents, the thing that most children look forward to, even adults, right? <laughs> presents was at the very end. And um, one thing that we've been preparing her for and have for almost all her birthdays, I know she's only four, but we've got one, guys. Um, but we, uh, we have prepared her for opening gifts. And the fact of what do you open first when you open a gift? Hey, thank you, parents. We open the card first. Why? Because number one, I want her to know who it's from. Number two, I want her to be thankful before she even sees the gift. I want her to say thank you. And then number, number three, I want her to not miss anything. You know, like there could be something special in the card. You know, like stickers or a check or, you know. <laughs> gift card, something. I want her to have the entire gift. I want her to experience the whole thing, the whole thing. This got me thinking about our spiritual birthdays. And when you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, or maybe this is something you're still exploring, and today maybe this is going to be the day you do that. But as when you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, the gift of salvation, that was your spiritual birthday. You have your physical birthday here on earth, but you also have a spiritual birthday. And at that time, there may not have been balloons here in the natural, but there sure were in the supernatural. When you received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, there was a party going on up in heaven. There was a celebration. Your heavenly Father was excited. They're wiping tears. They're, well, there's no tears in heaven, but they're wiping excitement. They're just so pumped. They're moved and beyond excited. Why? Because... You have made the decision to come home and receive the gift that Jesus died to give you. Amen? 
It's huge. Jesus died on the cross for us. He made us whole. He made us his own. When he took our sin, he became sin, right? And when he died, he said, it is finished. It's a new covenant of what? Righteousness. Now we don't have to work and earn our righteousness or our place in heaven. We have a new, true life of righteousness. We've been clothed with righteousness. Galatians 2.16 says, God gives righteousness not to those who strive to obey the law, but to anyone who believes in his son. What do you have to do to earn righteousness? Believe. That sounds a little backwards, doesn't it? We've heard this our whole life. I was saved when I was young, but when people started talking about being the righteousness of Christ Jesus, I thought that was for old people. <laughs> that sounds weird, but I did. When I was real young, I was like, that's not for me yet. I'm not old enough for that. You know? It's true, though. The moment my daughter, Maylene Lynn Haggard, received Jesus as her Lord and Savior, which she has done, she became the righteousness of Christ Jesus, even in the middle of a fit. She is the righteousness of Christ Jesus. She is still his. She is seen not as her fit, throwing, selfish toddler self. She's seen as the righteousness of Christ Jesus because she believed. She received that. So did you. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter how you feel. You are the righteousness of Christ Jesus. That's part of the gift that you were given in salvation. How amazing. Isn't God good? Doesn't that stir up some just excitement in your heart? Because he's so faithful. Oh, I love it. When you start to understand that you're the righteousness of Christ Jesus, you start to discover your true identity in Christ. Did you know that? We have an identity when we're born into this earth. We have a personality. We have traits. We have likes and dislikes. But I can tell you right now that I like me a whole lot better with Jesus than without. You know what I'm saying? Like, when I've spent time with the Lord, I'm a lot more patient, I'm a lot more nice than I am when I have not. Like, my, my earthly and worldly identity and nature is not the new nature that Jesus died for me to be in. But there are times that I can slip back into it, right? We all can. But when we're walking in our righteousness, we're walking with the Lord and understanding who we are, that we are the righteousness of Christ Jesus... We are walking in our true identity. We're walking in our true pattern for life. Isn't that exciting? I love it. So today, I want to talk to you about fullness. Fullness, fullness, fullness. And I love it. I, my amazing husband, I put emojis by my notes. That's how I remember where I'm at. It's weird. But I do that. And so I have emojis all over here. It's hilarious. And Chris saw that, and he made my emojis on my notes. So you get to be a part of my emoji life today. So great. So in John 10, 10, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that you might have life and have it to the full. This is Jesus talking to us. And he's talking about the two different agendas that the enemy has and that he has. He came to give us what? Life. And life to the full. The enemy came to what? He came to take that away. He has the opposite plan in mind for us. The enemy would love to keep you in the dark about what is rightfully yours. Hey, if you're taking notes, write that down. That's good. The enemy would love to keep you in the dark about what is rightfully yours. 
He loves to lie. He loves to steal, kill, and destroy, distract you from who you are and whose you are. Because he knows if he can keep you distracted and he can keep you in the dark, he can keep you powerless. Because he knows who's already won. And he knows who's in you. And he's afraid of who's in you. So we're going to keep talking about that. Everybody say, not today, Satan. Mm, We're going to get a t-shirt. So earlier we read in chapter 1, this is verse 22. We're going to highlight this part right here. It says, And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything in the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. God has called us in to fullness with him. He's called us into a life, a full relationship, access, availability with him. No matter your age, no matter your grade, no matter what you've done or what you have not done, you have that availability. So we were talking about this message, and uh, I had we had our friends come over for dinner one night. It was Jeff and Kelly and all the boys, and we're all sitting there talking, and, and I was telling them about my message, and Jeff and Kelly were helping me brainstorm, and Chris was writing down ideas. It was like a team effort. It was so much fun. We're going to write sermons like that every time now. Um, but Jeff, he's kind of like a walking Bible, and uh, there goes the walking Bible right there, guys. And um, he, he seriously, like, you'll start talking about something, he goes, that reminds me of something, something, John, talking about Jesus, and he does it, and I'm like, hi. I want that. Like, I want to know the Bible like that. It's so good. But he was like, hey, let's look up the Greek definition of fullness in your scripture and see what it says. And I was like, okay, you know, let's, let's try it. So he looks it up and he reads it out loud. And I almost fell out of my chair. And I'm going to tell you why. I've got to break it down for you a little bit. But this is the original Greek translation of fullness. This is the pronunciation of the Greek word. And I've been practicing, so I'm going to try it again. It goes, peluthma. Yep, yeah, I'm going to try it once. That was good. <laughs> this is the Greek translation of fullness. And this is what it says. Whew. It says, a body of believers that is filled with the riches, power, and presence of God and of Christ. Now, let me, let me break this down for you. This is the fullness of Christ that we're talking about. Is a body of believers that is filled with riches power, and presence of God and Christ. These three words, riches, power, and presence, were huge for me. And this is why. Because riches translates into inheritance. And that's one of the words that God gave me for this message. Power translates into authority. That's another one of the words that God gave me for this message. And presence translates into Holy Spirit. And that was the final thing that I wanted to communicate today. These are our three things today. We're talking about the riches of your inheritance. We're talking about the power of your authority. And we're talking about the presence, which is the Holy Spirit in your life. You have access, availability, and you have rights to all of this. This is yours. This is yours in the full. So we're going to break it down. Are you ready? Say, uh. I love it. Fullness encompasses it all. 
Fullness is the umbrella for all of this. It's so cool. Riches and inheritance. So in verse 18 it says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. We are children of God. Did you know that? He did not die for us so that we could still be slaves and servants in this world. He died for us that we might become heirs, that we might become sons and daughters of the Most High God. He sees us as family now. You don't have to come bowed low and, and you know, in this, you know, servant mentality. He says, I'm your daddy. Come to me. Address me with, with you come boldly into my throne. You, you come approach me with boldness because I'm, I'm your dad. I'm your heavenly father that wants to give you everything, that wants to withhold nothing from you. I want to give everything to you. If, if he had died just so that we could live on earth and then go to heaven when we died, what would be the purpose of life? I mean, think about it for a moment. If, we, if he had just died so that one day when you die, you're going to go to heaven and live with me, what, what was the point of giving us all of this? He gave it to us so we could use it where? In heaven? No, here, right now. Right now. You have full access to it right now. It doesn't matter how old you are. I've said it about 10 times and I'm going to keep saying it. Your age, your experience, your opinion doesn't matter. It doesn't. This is yours. This is who you are. It is time to step, walk, and activate in the fullness of Christ. Amen? In heaven, it talks about how we, uh, we have an inheritance kept there for us of riches that don't spoil or fade. They last forever. And we have hope for that. That's, that's, that's waiting for us. And that's great. I'm excited about that. But I'm not focused on that right now. It's, it's, kind, of a, it's kind of the background in my mind. I'm not thinking about my fire insurance. And honestly, a lot of us, that's kind of what we've just pictured. We've got fire insurance, praise God. God says, I have so much more for you. I have so much more available for you than that. That's not my life and the fool that I died for to give you. Whew. On earth, we have availability to him. Romans 8.32 says he who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with Jesus, graciously give us all things? It's talking about how God gave his son to die, become sin, so that we could live. And he would hold, withhold nothing from us. How much more will he not give us all things? He's such a good father. Romans 8.28 says, And we know that in all things God works the, f- works for the good of those who love him and have been called according to his purpose. That's us. We're the ones who've been called according to his purpose, and we love and we walk in obedience. That's what we're called to be, and he works all things out for our good. What an inheritance here. I love it. God says it's not too late. God says he's a redeemer of time. God says I can still use you. 
I've been waiting for you to say yes and open up the rest of the card and open up the rest of the gift that I have given you so that we can activate that fullness in you. You are not meant to feel defeated all the time. You are not meant to feel depressed all the time. You are not meant to fight and battle constantly and just feel like the world just keeps beating you up. No. We are in this world, but we are not of this world. The enemy is. Jesus came and defeated the enemy. We have authority and a power over him. You have that inside of you. You have that availability. You have power. So let's talk about your power real quick. Power and authority. This is in Ephesians 1, 19 through 20. And is incomparably great power for us who believe. The power that is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms. The same exact power that he used to raise Christ from the dead. A dead man back to life. That same power is yours. I know we've heard that before. But can it get in your spirit today? Can it get stirred up in you to where it becomes truth in your heart and you can believe it? Because I know we go by what we feel a lot. I am that person all the time. I have to battle what I feel and declare what I want to see. I may feel like this, but I'm going to declare this instead and speak this instead because I have that in me. I have that availability. I have that power. Amen? Mm. It's been years all along. You just have to say yes. You have to access it. You know, you can't lose this power, but you can choose not to use it. You can. You have a choice. That's the beautiful part of this world existence. We have free will, free reign to choose whether or not we will walk in this fullness or not. Kenneth Hagin says in his book, The Believer's Authority, not knowing our authority, not knowing what we could do, we have done nothing. That has been me, majority of my life, y'all. And we have actually permitted the devil to keep on doing whatever he wanted to do by doing nothing. We need to realize this. We need to wake up. We have to change the way that we pray and get after that devil. I did, and it won't hurt you to change. This is him talking, not me. It's good for you. We have authority to do this. We're sitting with Christ at the right hand of the Father, far above principalities and powers. We are far above them. If we are, then we have authority over them. You have it in you. All you have to do is believe. All you have to do is start using it. Amen? Let me be really clear. We have one enemy. Have I already talked about this yet? Because it's so true. We have one enemy. It's Satan. It's not your husband. It is not your wife. It is not your boss, your landlord, or your coworker, or the most evil person on the planet. That's not your enemy. You have one enemy. And he has a plan to come against you. He has a plan to stop you in your tracks. Some of us are, have been living half full. We haven't really been that big of a threat. Let's just be honest. I have been there many times. I have been a sitting target. I have been a stationary duck. (laughs) And he's just gotten to have fun with me. And he's gotten to lie to me and make me believe it. Even after first service today, I was like, that was no good. 
that was no good. And people are like, oh my, it was so good. I'm like, no, it wasn't. It wasn't good. And Kelly goes, excuse me, do you understand the authority that you have to stop the lies that are going in your mind right now? Thank God for good friends that are coming in and saying, stop it now. We have got to understand that our enemy is not against each other. It's against him. And we don't give him a lot of credit. We don't give him a lot of attention. He's kind of a second thought. He doesn't deserve your attention, but he also doesn't deserve your permission. He doesn't deserve your yes and your allowance to be like, it's okay. I'm just tired in my faith. I'm just going to sit here for a minute. I just need to rest, okay? I'm really stressed. No, 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 no. That is not what we do. We fight. We walk forward. We use what's been given to us, and we battle. You do not open your life up to the enemy anymore. You have everything you've been given, and you get to use it today. I love what uh, Bill Johnson said, and uh, Heather mentioned it. I don't remember if you did it in a message or you did it in prayer time or something, but she said it a while back, and I was like, oh, I'm going to use that in my message. It's so good. He says, the devil doesn't have any power until you agree with him. How many times do you agree with the, the thought in your mind of, I'm not very good at that, so I probably shouldn't try that? How many times do you agree with the fear in your head that says, mm, that could turn out real bad. Let's not, let's not go over that direction. How many times do you agree with that insecurity that you have or the depression that you're fighting? Either you just aren't strong enough today. Don't agree with him anymore. Recognize the lie of the enemy. You know, the, Kelly was saying this the other day. She said, uh, a military... The army doesn't go into war not knowing the enemy. It studies him. It studies their strategies, their, their habits. So it's fully aware of what it's about to engage. The devil's a liar, guys. He's a liar, and that's what he does. The good thing is he doesn't have any new tricks. The good thing is he's just doing the same thing over and over and over again because he knows he's lost, but he's just trying to keep you in the dark about who you really are so that you're not a threat to him. You know what Bob Goff said, and I, he, I hope he says it this next time, but he says the greatest compliment you can give him or his wife is call them moving targets. <laughs> Don't you want to be that? I want to be a moving target in my life. He, he can't keep up. Why? Because I know who I am now. I don't believe lies anymore. Fear is not my leader. Love is my leader. What casts out fear? Perfect love. What is love? It's God. He is. He is love. He casts out that fear. He is your leader now. Amen? It's time to take back what is ours and walk in it because greater is he that is in you than he that is in this world Amen. you need to speak that out over your life every day just say that scripture greater is he greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world you just declare it this is the third and final point how am I doing on time am I okay okay this is my favorite one and, and I think it's not supposed to have favorites but I do <laughs> Holy Spirit can I just tell you that 
in this last maybe two years, I have actually truly understood. I've been saved since I was three, y'all. I've known Jesus at a very young age. I wanted to get baptized. I knew Jesus loved me. I've been in church my whole life. I've been in ministry since I was 15. I understand church life. I understand what ministry looks like. But I have never truly understood who Holy Spirit is into the last two years of my life. I'm 28 right now. And he has changed everything. He has come in and shown me who I am in ways that I just, I just feel so loved. I feel so seen. I feel so known. I feel so close to the Father. And it's not hard. It, it's not rocket science. I don't have to have all the scriptures memorized. And I don't have to have my degree hanging on the wall. I just have to say yes. I just have to invite him in. And that's become our routine that's become our way of life now. When I'm washing dishes, I'll just say, Holy Spirit, I just want to, I just need some love right now. Will you just come love on me? And I mean, you just wait for it. And I'm washing a cup and I have to put it down and just cry for a minute because he just loves me so much. I know it sounds crazy, but it's true. And it looks different in all of our lives. He knows your personality. He knows what he put in you. He knows the desires that he placed there before you were even born. He said, I knew you. And I made you. And I have a plan and a purpose for you. It's yours. He's yours. His presence is available to you 24-7. Doesn't matter if you just cussed out somebody. The Holy Spirit's available to you. And he's probably already speaking to you a little bit. <laughs> oh, thank you, Lord. <laughs> we want to walk in fullness with the King, with our Father. We have to allow his presence in our life. Just like what Heather was saying, we have to say, welcome. Come, God. Just come right now. There, there's so many times where since this last two years, I've just been just small steps, just small steps of obedience to say, okay, God, I just want to know you a little bit more. And I wake up and I hear a thought and he just gives me something to, to write down and I just write it down. It wasn't from me. It was from him. And I go and I look it up in the word and yep, totally in the word of God. He gave me a word that confirmed it. And then two days later, someone will say, hey, did you da-da-da-da-da? I'm like, that was what I wrote down and God said to me in the morning. And he starts confirming and, and speaking clearly, teaching me how to hear his voice, teaching me how to respond to his presence, teaching me how to lean in more and step out more and say yes one more time. He stretches us out of our comfort zone into what he's calling us to do. You have that ability too. You have that inside of you too. There are times in Walmart, I dread going, not just because it's Walmart, but because it's become this mission field with me and Jesus. <laughs> Y'all, if you see me in Walmart, I look stressed. It's because I am. <laughs> it's not just the shopping list. It's because Holy Spirit may have just asked me to speak to someone in the dairy aisle and minister to them. And I am like, God, right now, I don't have any makeup on. <laughs> Can we wait? No, it's too important. And I go and I do it and tears are coming down their face. I hardly know them. And they feel what? 
Do they feel embarrassed? No. Do they feel like I just jumped into their private life? No. They feel loved. They feel seen. They feel known, not by me, but by God, by their Father. They've been crying themselves to sleep at night, wondering if they were going to make it through and, and asking God to help, and nobody knew, nobody understood, but he did. And he had a word for them that day to remind them of who he was and that he sees them and he knows them. Amen? We have that ability too. How am I doing on time? Sorry. That's my biggest stress up here. I just don't want to run over. We've done something recently in the Haggard home and we've made a mission statement for our family. And we've made a faith statement of how we're going to raise our kids and how we're going to disciple our children and how we're going to encourage each other and the people around us. And this is our mission statement. In this Haggard home, we will love, rest, play, work, and live in the fullness of Jesus. This is our heart. Why? Because Maylee will not understand her identity in Christ if I don't show her first. Her children's children will not understand that the fullness of Christ is in them unless they have seen it done. And by golly, they will. We will walk in fullness. We will walk in obedience. And you can do that too. You can have that too. That's yours. Our daughter's four. And I want to show you a video here in just a moment to show you and to teach you that Holy Spirit can speak to anyone at any time. No matter their age, station, level of knowledge, He is accessible and He is real. Amen? I want you to watch this video. Everything will go on away in the name of Jesus. Yeah. What will go away in the name of Jesus? The, all the cancer will go in. In the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. We'll go in the name of Jesus. Real quick. Yes. Amen. Real quick. Yeah. All that sickness. Yeah. Go away. Yeah. Who's going to heal them? Jesus. Yeah. Who Jesus all? is the best hero in the town. Yeah, he is. In the whole world, huh? Yeah. I don't even know where that cancer comes from. Mm, I don't either. I don't know where it comes from, but it has to go back. Yep. Back. Yep. Back, back. Amen. Love it. Mommy, let's go play. Oh, yeah. (laughs) She woke up from a nap, a long nap on a Sunday. We take long naps on Sunday. Praise the Lord. She woke up all sweaty head and marching in the kitchen. Came up to me and she goes, Mom, God's going to heal him. And I was like, grabbing my phone. What? What did you say? Like, get get ready to film because I'm like, what are you about to say right now? And she just started in on that. And I'm just standing there like, I mean, I I just woke up too. So I'm like, okay, let's. Let's get this on camera because I need to understand what's happening right now. But she had a word dropped in her heart. Not by herself. Not by her mommy or her daddy. By Holy Spirit. And what did she do? She said it. 
She said it with the authority that was in her. She said it with the knowledge that she was a daughter of Christ. She gets to go ahead and just say it right then and there. Didn't worry about offending me. Didn't worry about if it was the right time or not, you know. Don't want to disturb you. Don't want to invade your privacy or anything. (laughs) I got a word. No, he just said it in love and in truth and in boldness. Trash can beaten boldness. (laughs) That's in you too. That's in me. That's available. She doesn't get junior Holy Spirit just because she's four. She gets the real thing. So do we. We get access to him. Isn't that beautiful? A couple weeks before this video was filmed, we got two reports of cancer in our family. One with Chris's dad, another with my grandpa. And we were just kind of dazed, you know, just amazed that this all happened in literally weeks apart. It was just all at once. And it was grim. The doctors thought that my grandpa had cancer in his brain that had spread from other places. It looked bad. It looked really bad. And uh, this little girl woke up with a word. And that was something that we held on to. And we believed. And we said, God, you've already done it. You said you're going to heal all the cancer, so we're going to stand on that. Whether the doctors say it, that they see it or not, we're going to stand on that. We're going to believe that because you said you're going to do it, and you're going to do it quick. And you're going to do it now. And he's going to send it back to where it came from. Probably, we're two weeks away now from hearing that Chris's dad, Kim, is going to be cancer-free. In Jesus' name. A few weeks after this video, we got a report that my grandpa Jerry had no cancer in his body at all. Just blown away. Amazed at the faith and the yes of a four-year-old. We have that too. That's mine too. I can stand on that too. I can say what he says too. And believe it. Amen? It's time we take our place. It's time we take our place as children of the Most High God. Full of authority. Full of power. Full of the availability to the presence of God. You don't have to clean up before you go talk to Jesus or invite Holy Spirit in. Most of the time when I talk to Him, I have bad breath and bed head and no makeup on. And I feel him in the morning, and I feel him in my car, and I feel him in the middle of a conversation between a friend, and I feel him in the middle of even disciplining my kid. I can feel him whisper, tug, maybe correct. Did you know that when we talk about conviction, the Greek definition and and, uh, translation of that is actually convincing? The Holy Spirit comes to convict. He comes to convince us of the ways that we should go. He's a convincer. He's a teacher. He's a leader. He's a friend. He's a comforter. He's our helper. And he's available for us. So as the band comes up, I want you to picture something with me right now. Close your eyes if you would. Let's just shut out distractions. I want you to picture this scene of a birthday party. 
maybe one of yours when you were younger or one when you can remember sitting and opening gifts and having your parents around you or having family or friends pressing in around you and you're opening a gift it's an incredible gift it's been one that you've been wanting for a long time it's been one that you really didn't think was possible you didn't think it would be yours really for real but you get it it's there and you're opening it up And all of heaven is celebrating because you're finally receiving that gift of salvation. You're finally receiving that gift of wholeness with God. And you've got people crying around you and there's a party, there's balloons, there's cake and bubbles and kites. All the things that make you happy. And there's your heavenly father standing in the background and he's saying, it's all yours. It's all yours. But but don't forget to open the card. Don't forget to read the card because salvation's the big part, but there's a bigger part in the card I don't want you to miss. I, I did that for you too. I gave that to you too. There's, there's, there's more in there. There's more in there. Keep, keep opening. Keep going. I have more for you. That's not all I did. That's not all I died for. I have more for you. I have more for you. I have more for you. I know where you've been. I know what you're going through. I know what they did. I know what you heard. But I have more for you. And I'm calling you into that more. I'm calling you into that fullness. I'm calling you into that life. To say yes and walk in your identity walk in your power walk in your authority walk in the presence of the king I feel like the Lord wants to do two things today number one I don't ever want to pass up this opportunity to to give to someone if you're in this place and you have never truly received the gift of salvation, you've never even really had a spiritual birthday party and you're like, I want that. I want to receive it. I want to believe that Jesus is my Savior and that He died for me and He rose again and He is my King. I want to believe that. I want to receive that. And that's you with every head bowed and eye closed. Would you just raise your hand right now? Just lift your hand. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. receive this gift of salvation right now. Yes. You got people clapping, but you got a party up in heaven right now, people. Just by raising your hand, by saying yes. So right now we're going to pray. This is just a prayer to kind of get you started on opening your gift. This is a prayer to get you started in this process of living in fullness, okay? So I want you to repeat after me. And everybody in this place, this is your family now. Hey, family. They're going to repeat it with you. They're going to say it out loud too, okay? So we're going to say, Jesus, thank you for such a gift. I'm so honored. I'm so humbled that you would die for me and give me such a gift. I thank you 
forgiven and I'm new in you. I'm the righteousness of Christ Jesus. Thank you for everything you've given me. Help me walk in your fullness now as a new creation, as a son and a daughter of yours. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Friends, friends, if you just raised your hand and you received that gift of salvation, I want you to come up to a prayer partner after service and make their day and tell them what you did today. Tell them the decision that you made today, that you received that gift of salvation, that you said yes to Jesus, and that you're in the family now. You tell them because it's going to make their day and they want to give you something. I want you to sign up for baptism after this too. You'll go, just go do it. And we're going to see tonight. We're going to baptize you because it's going to, it's a new day. This is your birthday, y'all. This is a birthday party. So good. This next conversation I want to have is with another group of people. And it's everybody else in this room. If you are a Jesus-following believer, whether you've been following Jesus for 60 years or two days or five minutes, this is for you. This is a call to fullness. This is a call to activate the faith, the authority, the inheritance, and the presence that is in your life. This is a call to say yes. This is a call to believe. This is a call to stand. So I want to call some trash can beaten boldness out of you today. And I want to call you forward. And if that is you, I want you to stand to your feet right now. In boldness and in truth, stand to your feet. Thank you, Jesus. I'm standing too. I want everything that he has. I don't want to be without. I want it all. I want the whole gift. I want the whole package. And I want to operate in it today. Do you want that too? Church, do you want that too? Yes. So I want you to lift your hands for just a moment, if you will. Just lift your hands if you feel comfortable. And I'm just going to pray over you. And I'm just going to declare over you. And as I pray, I want you to have a conversation with your Lord. I want you to have a conversation with Holy Spirit and say, I'm ready now. I'm ready now. I want to operate in the gifts that you've given me. Whether that's whatever he's given in healing and prophecy and words of knowledge and teaching. Oh, there's so many and they're all available to you. So let's just, let's just declare. Father, I speak life over this group of people right now. I speak hope and freedom over this group of people right now. This family that stands before me. God, you are not done. You are walking them into fullness. And God, they have decided to say yes. They have decided to say yes to you. So God, won't you come? Won't you come and show them who you are? Won't you come and let them feel your presence? Won't you come and let them hear your voice? God, we speak hope over them right now. I speak against every sense of fear in the name of Jesus. Your perfect love has cast out all fear. We believe and declare that in the name of Jesus. I cast out all depression in the name of Jesus. There is no anxiety in this room anymore. Cancer has to bow to the name of Jesus. Lies have to bow to the name of Jesus. 
for who you are. Today, Father, I pray that you would take your word and embed it in our hearts. Thank you for what you started here. Thank you for your purpose, plan, everything that you've started in our life today. What have you deposited in us through you. Lord, we love you. We trust you. Thank you. It's in Jesus' name.